This study is a continuation of um, the topic that we started on Sunday, the life of light. We took our text from Matthew 5, 1 to 14. We'll read the text again. Can somebody just read the text? Matthew 5, 1 to 14. Matthew 5, 1 to 14. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and where he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs, are, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are, that, are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, and for, and for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its flavor, where shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Praise the Lord. The introduction. Jesus boldly declared in the course of his earthly ministry that he is the light of the world, and whoever follows him will not walk in darkness. John 8.12 However, he did not stop at that. He extended the assertion to include his followers when he told them, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Matthew 5.14 He clearly stated their identity and purpose by this statement. The purpose of light is to give direction, guidance, dispel darkness, and so on. In the same vein, every Christian is meant to be a beckon, a beacon in darkness, providing spiritual and physical direction and guidance to a lost and dying world. Jesus is the light that illuminates our lives as his followers, and he expects us to reflect that light for all to see by the way we live. In this study, we will examine the life of light. In other words, the life expected of believers as the light of the world. May the Lord grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. By God's grace on Sunday... We discussed the characteristics of light, of the life of light, from the passages that we read. And from there we saw that the life of, of light is a life of love. One that is selfless, one that is without murmuring, one that is meek, one that loves others, and all the other attributes that we mentioned. We also saw on Sunday that were expected, you know, to shine everywhere, everywhere, wherever God has placed us, we're supposed to shine as light there. In our families, in the schools, in our business areas, in the marketplaces, in our offices. Anywhere God has placed us, we're supposed to shine as light. We also saw, you know, the ways that we're, we're supposed to show forth the light. 
you know, in being obedient to considered authority, in, you know, walking in humility, by exposing evil, by doing what is right, you know, by not speaking evil about anybody, and then walking in righteousness. Then we also saw what, you know, the, the result of living as light. That when we live as light, you know, men will see our good works, they will glorify God, and then souls will be won to the kingdom, people will be saved. So today, we're going to see, you know, we're going to um, answer the remaining questions. Question four, what are the things that may hinder a Christian from shining as light? Second Corinthians six fourteen and 15. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, 15. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship? Do not be. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Verses 14, 15. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? That's second Corinthians. Mark eight thirty-eight. Mark eight thirty-eight. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his father's glory with his holy angels. Matthew ten twenty-two. Matthew ten twenty-two. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. First John two, fifteen and sixteen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. Praise the Lord. No. Can we bring out the things that may hinder a Christian from shining as light from those passages? What are the things that may hinder a Christian from shining as light? So from first John where he just read, love the love of the world. Loving the world and the things in it will make you not shine as light. Yes. Love for the world. When we love the world and the things that are in the world, definitely it will affect our love for God. And when our love for God is affected, we will not walk with Him the way we should. Praise the Lord. Yes. From Mark eight thirty-eight, if we are ashamed of Christ, we're not bold enough to declare about Him and say about Him, then we'll not shine as a light. Yes. When we are ashamed, you know, of our identity as Christians, you know, and probably maybe either in the office or in the school. You don't want them to know you're a Christian. And when they do not know you're a Christian, it's, it's easier for you to compromise because they do not know your identity. But if you boldly you know, declare that you're a Christian, and by the way you live, they know that this person is a Christian, there are things ordinarily you wouldn't do. In fact, there are so many things God will help you avoid because your identity is known. When they are doing certain things, they won't involve you because they know that you will not be part of it. But when you are ashamed, you know, you don't want them to know you are a Christian, you know, you try to blend with them. You find out that temptation, the, 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 the tendency to not just only be tempted, but to yield to temptation is very, very high. Praise the Lord. 
According to Matthew chapter 22, if our faith is not firm, then we'll listen to the persecution, we'll listen to the uh, thoughts of other people, and then we'll be shaken, our faith will be shaken, then we'll backslide. From um, Matthew, first, uh, first John two, fifteen, which says that uh, love not the world, neither the things that are of the, in the world. If a man love the world, the love of Father is not in him. It's a clear picture to tell us that we shall look forward unto God in all things that we do, for the world will lead us astray into doing those evil things that pleases the world. So we have to be focused. Though there's a lot of challenges around us, but we need to be focused onto the Lord, seeing all that has been taught, all that Christ has passed through, then if we continue to walk towards that, we'll make it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If we consider Second Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, it says that we should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. In fact, I like it's not it's, it's spelled it out. What do we mean by unequally yoked together? Loving the company of those who are not born again. Unbelievers are not anybody that is not born is not born again is an unbeliever. There are some people they are not born again, they appear good. Mm-hmm. But when you follow them, mm-hmm. you will now see the things. They will lure you into evil. There are people that do and they, I mean they look good. They look well behaved, but if you see the kind of sin, eh, especially secret sin, some of them are the people that are the masturbate, some of them are into what is this in pornography? What am I what am I telling you? I can give you an example when I was in school as a student. There was somebody I was, you know, that uh, was showing interest coming around me. So I thought ah, this looks it looks nice, well behaved. I started preaching to the person, okay? And he invited me. Anyway, I was naive. Don't do what I did, though, because you can get into trouble. I was naive. He invited me to his room. Hmm? I was a student, an undergraduate. And because he was listening to me, you know, looking, I went there. Okay? So I went so that... Come, I was actually determined that I would win this one for Christ. Yeah? But I was an inexperienced Christian. So I went to the room. Do you know what happened? He wanted to rate me. And he was looking like a good... You know, a good person. Irrespective of, I didn't know that the room, there, they do that sort of thing. Other people there were not interested. There were other boys in the room. And he wanted to rape me. It was just by the grace of God that I escaped. Okay? So, what am I trying to say? Some people look good. They even look well behaved, look responsible. Unless they are born again, they are unbelievers. Don't parley with them. Don't be unequally yoked with them. Don't do things together. People that you should, even those who say they are born, they are, they are born again, believers. watch first, study and be sure that they are real believers before you begin yeah. to associate closely with them. Okay? Because with that, when you are also in the company of unbelievers, you cannot live out the life of Christ. That's true. Those that have come out boldly to say they are unbelievers in your school and in your neighborhood, in wherever you you see that there's a kind of life they live. And when you go there, it's either you join them because you cannot beat them. Mm-hmm. So, Stay away. You can pray to them, but you cannot join them in doing the things they are doing. Otherwise, you won't be able to shine. Your own light will become darkness.
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. And um, we also see from that Matthew 10, 22, that um, one factor that may hinder believers from shining as light is a fear of being hated by men. The Bible says that um, all men will hate you because of me. You know, and you know, because some will want to have the affection of everybody, you know, that they do not want anybody to hate them, you know. They will, um, uh, you know, what they are supposed to do, they will not do it because maybe they know it will offend the next person. And because they do not want the next person to be offended so that the person will not hate him or her, you know, he will refrain from doing it. But um, the Lord is uh, telling us that we should not be afraid. We should not be afraid of them, you know, whether it's persecution or whatever it is, that shouldn't stop us from shining as light. Praise the Lord. And then, question five. How can the hindrances be handled? How can the hindrances be handled? John 15, 5. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Yes. Romans 13, 12. Romans 13, 12. Romans 13:12 The night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light First Peter 2 Timothy sorry 2 Timothy 3:14 to 17 2 Timothy 3:14 to 17 But as for you continue in what you have learned and become convinced of and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learnt it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work this is what we will Proverbs 3, 5-7 Proverbs 3, 5-7 to seven. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding Know your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path Do not be wise in your own eyes Fear the Lord and depart from evil Yes Can we bring out the things? Can we bring out how we will overcome the challenges, those things that you know we saw in question 4 that will make a Christian not to shine as light. How can those things be, those challenges be handled from the passages that we just read now? So from Romans chapter 13 they said, one of the sentences there says that um, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness yes. in other words, don't hang on defense. If you say you are born again, then live out your life to so that everybody will see that you're born again and they won't have doubts so that you too, your life you will try to live your life in a way that will show that you are truly born again yes, praise the Lord, by casting off the works of darkness all those things that we used to do before we gave our lives to Jesus Christ we should forsake those things and now put on the armor of light you know, you put off those things the sinful ways and now put on righteousness now start doing, you know, good things the things that the word of God, you know um, says that um, we should do as people of God. Praise the Lord. 
our question is how can the hindrances how can we handle the hindrances not to shining so I want to refer to John 15 verse 5 this is this this, these words are from Jesus Christ himself he said I am the vine and you are the branches he is the vine vine means the tree itself and we are just the branches just imagine a tree and you cut off a branch that branch do you think it will continue to thrive will it bear fruit it will just wither so so also we are like branches from Christ we have to be continually connected with him and that is how we will be drawing the nutrient we need to grow to mature to begin to bear fruits and how do we mean being connected what are the ways we have to making sure every day that our lives is renewed in him personally every day um, when we pray I like to hand over my life to Christ in fact every day I give my life to Christ just in case there is something I have done the day before that tried to disconnect me so I repent and I afresh confess Christ and hand over my life every day renewing my life with him so that I will continue to be connected then we read the word of God the, uh, and one other place where we said the word of God helps us the more you are in it Jesus said I am, I, I am uh, the Bible method says that Jesus is the word of God Okay, so and he said I'm the bread of life bread of life is the word of God word of God is God is Jesus himself so as we continue to study and learn and imbibe this word of God Jesus will continue to manifest in our lives in fact he said that we will continue to move from glory to glory in other words we continue to transform our lives continue to be more and more like Jesus and when we are like Jesus I mean we just have to live the life it shows Jesus is the light and if we have to shine as we become more and more like Jesus the light in us will shine brighter and brighter wherever we, it cannot be the enemy will not be able to overcome us Okay, and then we need to pray even Jesus himself continued to pray to get connected to the Father and be filled with the Holy Spirit every time early morning he will go out to pray in the evening he will pray if Jesus who is God that we are praying to needed to pray who, who are we what are we that we, we cannot pray we need to pray when we pray we get connected God will talk to us as we pray and uh, that way we'll get every time we get the power to live the life of light and when the devil himself will see us when we come out he will see the light in us and he will do what? run away he won't even want to be disgraced by us praise the lord Hallelujah. praise the lord okay, so I said what you wanted to say okay, okay. praise the lord Hallelujah. in Proverbs 3 7 which says, be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. You know, as we uh, Christians, uh, there are some certain things we do in our life, we think that we are doing it rightly. It can be among your equals, about your colleagues. There are some certain things that come, the way you speak, the way you interact, the way you, you know, um, you know do with your elders or something like that. It seems that we are not matured. As a child of God who has been soaked by the word of God, you understand the way God asks you to do. There are some certain things we are not supposed to do. We should be the model that others should see. We should be like a Bible that others should see and read and understand without even speaking a word. A child of God doesn't need 
must not be the kind of person that every morning you shout from one corner to the end. If you are praying, you pray from one corner to the end to show the whole world that he may be better. But there are some certain things that they see that you say, truly, this is a child of God. Please show me the way. So we should continue to look onto that and depart from anything that will draw us closer to evil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And also from that Proverbs, you know, the Bible says that, that we should trust in the Lord with all our hearts. And in all our ways, we should acknowledge Him. You know, when we acknowledge Him in all that we do, everything His Spirit will guide us to do the right things, you know. Uh, and because um, sometimes, because we don't really trust Him, even when a situation comes up, you know, and you allow the devil to put fear in you. Oh, this might happen, that might happen. It will not make the person to take a wrong step. But if that trust, absolute trust in the Lord is there, even, if, even when a challenging situation comes up, because the person's trust is in the Lord, you know, the person will depend on the Lord to guide him on what to do, to guide him on the, 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 the right step to take. And you will see that the devil will not take um, advantage. Praise the Lord. You know, as long as we keep trusting him with all our hearts and we do not lean on our own understanding. And in everything that we do, we acknowledge in Bible says, I mean, it is certain he will direct our paths. And when he is directing our paths, we will shine as light. Praise the Lord. Acknowledging God. Some of us will do other things. When everything has failed, we'll now go to God. It means that we have to go to God first. Seek for guidance, direction before we step out. So let's acknowledge Him, present things to Him first. Not when we have tried every means and then we go to Him as, as last resort. We may have failed and that we may, we may not show the light before. So let's start first with God. I like to go to Him first. In fact, there's something I usually say. When somebody said, when there's a decision to that time, I like to pray about it. Somebody might be hurrying me, pressurizing me. I say, let me please, I would like to pray. You know? So that is, that is, that is one thing I have learned from myself. Praise the Lord. So question six. Identify the blessings that follow those that walk in the light. We've read Matthew 5, 1 to 12 before, so we won't read, um, read that um, passage again. Somebody should read First John 1, 7 to 9. Another person, John 8, 12. Then 31 and 32. And then lastly, Matthew 25, 31 to 36. First John 1, 7 to 9. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Yes. John, um, John 8, 12. John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Yes, 31 and 32. That's 1 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide on my words, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Yes. Matthew 25, 31 to 36. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 31 to 36. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will be, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Yes. 
He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for me, for you for, for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Praise the Lord. So can we, can we bring out the blessings that follow those that walk in the light? The blessings that follow those that walk in the light. From verse 12, in yes. John chapter 8, yes. it says that um, Jesus is the light of the world, uh-huh, and those that follow him will not walk in darkness. It means that God is going to be directing the paths of those that choose to follow him, that they will not have to wallow in sin, wallow in darkness the way the people of the world do. Praise the Lord. When we walk in the light, we will not, when, when we, we live the life of light, we will not walk in darkness. And it's a big blessing. You know, darkness, darkness can represent anything, anything evil, sin, confusion. I mean, it, it, it's a, a huge blessing that you're walking in the light. You know, you won't, I mean, God will save you the agony of um, the results of sin. You know, I, I do not think um, there's any, <laughs> any blessing that you can equal, you know, that can equal that. Praise the Lord. Yes. From Matthew chapter 25, verse, verse 34, uh, we can see that we would be assured of our place in heaven because at the end of the time, when... God is going to separate the people on earth. We'll be right with him, so we'll have our place in heaven. Yes, praise the Lord. Our place in heaven will be secured. And every, all these things that we're doing here on earth, attending fellowships, praying, studying the word of God, evangelizing, all the things that we're doing, if we do all those, just like the Bible says, if our hope ends here on earth, we are of all men most miserable. There's a place where trusting the Lord that, you know, he will help us to get to, and that's heaven. And when we walk in the light, we're assured that we'll get to heaven. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. From John 8, our second uh, part we read on the 32, 31, 32, God, as we continue by the word, the word is God by itself. And we have been assured to be his disciples. Because we are his disciples, we shall know the truth. And the truth will continuously set us free. Because we are walking on the right track. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We'll be free from sin. Praise God. Um, considering First John 1, verses, um, verse 7 to reading down to 9. You see, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. When we walk in the light of God, you see that you, we will also have fellowship with other believers. We have the comfort of other believers. If we live in the light of, of sin, you know, we will not have that benefit of fellowship with other believers. Okay? Then we will also have fellowship with Christ. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sins. 
So as we walk with him every day, and another thing is that it, even though we have been believers, once in a while we may stumble. You know, the challenge, the, uh, the Bible said there is no righteous man that sinneth not. We don't go out to sin. But sometimes the challenge may be there and before when we are not on our guards, we may find that we have stumbled. So what is our benefit as we go back to Christ? We don't then continue to live in sin that we have fallen into. We right away, you know, go and confess our sins to Christ. And he said that he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every unrighteousness. And what will happen? We will be whole again. We will all be filled with his spirit again and will continue to make progress in our journey of this life, journey that will lead us to eternal life. So that's the benefit we have. This benefit, unbelievers don't have it. They sin and continue to sin and continue to sin and move from one level of sin to another. But for us, you know, we will have that benefit. We trust God because we know Him. We'll go and confess. And because He's our Father, He'll forgive us. And then we will have more determination to live a more righteous life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are so many benefits. So many benefits. If you look at the Beatitudes, and Matthew 5, from 1 to, to 12, we'll see quite a lot of blessings there. The Bible says that the people that are poor in spirit, that um, they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Those who mourn will be comforted. The meek will inherit the earth. And those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled those that are merciful will obtain mercy. Those that are pure in heart, they will see God. Bless the peacemakers, the Bible says that those people will be called the sons of God. And then those that are persecuted, you know, because of um, righteousness, the Bible says that the kingdom of God belongs to them. Praise the Lord. So we see that there are so many benefits, you know, when we walk in the light. And that is why the Lord is encouraging us this evening, you know, that whatever it is that we are faced with, as we know, the Bible says concerning Jesus, you know, because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. You know, because he was seeing the joy ahead of him. He was seeing the result of that suffering. And that is why even for us believers, despite maybe the challenges and all that, because we know that God has not called us to seek him in vain, then, you know, we, 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 we're encouraged, you know, we, we persevere, we live in righteousness, you know, knowing that there is, um, that at the end of the day, that there's a reward waiting for us. I do not think, I mean, um, there's anything greater than welcome thou good and faithful servant at the end of the day. I mean, that is what every one of us should aspire, you know, for. And I, I, I trust the Lord that he will help us in Jesus' name. Conclusion. When we live as true believers of Jesus Christ, obeying the principles of God's kingdom, we shine as light. Our environment is illuminated and the name of the Lord is glorified. May the Lord grant us the grace to shine as light wherever we find ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we take the memory verse? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great opportunity given unto us to gather before you, Lord. 
Father, as your word has gone bare, Lord, let it fill our hearts and remain so in the mighty name of Jesus. That we shall live out this word and men shall see us and say of a true, we are your children. Let your light so shine upon us that we shall illuminate wherever darkness is. As we step in, let the light take over. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.